Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. I am so excited today. We have another one of Jay's all-stars with us today, uh, Miss Rhonda Burgess, and she is just an incredible human being. I can't wait for you guys to meet her. I'm just, I've been looking so forward to this, I feel kind of giddy. So I'm going to let Jay do the full introduction, but I just wanted to pop in there and say hello, and I'm hello. so excited to have you. Hello. hello. Say hi, Rhonda. Hello. Hi, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're, I'm really excited. Rhonda is one of my very best friends, and so in addition to being somebody that does this work, she's never been a client because we're just buddies, And um, but she has been part of my spiritual entrepreneurs group. So we have a group that uh there's about 12 of us that meet the first and third friday of the month or wednesday of the month i don't know why i said friday wednesday first and third (laughs) wednesday of the month and we're all people who um are entrepreneurs and use uh, the law of attraction and spiritual practices to help us support our business so ron and i've been friends for about five years Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and um we've been super close friends for about the last two years Mm -hmm. i would say become kind of running buddies and so I'm thrilled to have her with us on the podcast today, and uh, we're going to talk about our favorite topic, which is... It's all made up. It's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Love I need this today. Also. Right. Yeah. So what I, I've been making up a whole lot of shit recently, so I'm excited. You've been making up a whole I, lot I of shit reminder. lately, is that what you said? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this last, like, two weeks, I've been making up shit left and right, so... Mm. Ah, reminders are good. Well, and I think it's a perfect topic, too, post-election, given that, you know, we have a president-elect that has not even taken office yet, and everybody's making up all this shit that's going to happen. And the reality is, we don't know. All we ever know is, you know, one of the things, one of the tools that we use to deal with our human beingness that has us making meaning out of everything and making stories up is we get grounded in what's so, right? We get grounded in what is actually happening. So here's what's actually happening. We have a president-elect named Donald Trump. That's all we know mm-hmm. at this point. He's, he's you know, posting some cabinet members that some of us don't like, but we actually don't know what this guy's going to do. It's all made up. <laughs> and so as one of the things human beings do is we make up stories, and usually they're stories that feed our fear or our ego, right? And so um, I wanted Rhonda to come on, and the main, you know, the main reason is Rhonda and I talk about this a lot, and uh, we're both we're the same age. We are we both turned fifty this past summer, and for my birthday, Rhonda got me a T-shirt that says "It's all made up." Wow! <laughs> I love it. You'll see. Yeah, you'll probably see it on our photo shoot. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I plan to wear it. Uh, so uh, Rhonda got me the T-shirt. It's all made up uh, because we talk about it all the time. And I thought it would be fun to have Ron. And I very vividly remember the very first day that Rhonda got this huge aha moment that she was making up a story. And it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it would be fun to start with that story. Do you mind start with that story? Yeah, no, let's start with that story. <laughs> okay. It was a funny, funny story. <laughs> So the story was my daughter had gone off to college and um, and my story was that I wanted her to come home for the summer and work and save her money for college the next semester. And 
she didn't want to do that. She wanted to stay in Manhattan, get an apartment, get a job, and do her own thing. And so I'm telling Jay about this, and he's going, well, you know, why can't she do that? I mean, what's the big deal? Why can't she do that? And I said, because she's not going to save enough money (laughs) if she does that to be able to use for college. And then you said... And then I said, well, how much money does she need to save? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I I have no idea. Because that's not going to be enough. But it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. <laughs> well, and the funny part of well, you have no idea how emphatic she was. <laughs> I mean, she was like, there's no way she can go. To, there's just no way she can save enough money to go to school. And that's just ridiculous. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, well, how much does she have to save? And she's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know the number. I mean, I just, I was so wrapped up in this story about what I thought that she should be doing, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then when he said that, we just laughed. And I got that I was just making up this whole thing. You know, none of that was the truth. And it was hilarious. You know, I just caught myself. And that's, yeah, that was really when I got it. Like, I'm just making up stories all the time about so much stuff. <laughs> so much stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we all do. I mean, it's that's the thing is that it's a human thing um, that we do. of the time, what we're living in is the story about what happened versus actually what happened. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Right? I like that. That's what I'm saying is like you got to get grounded in what's so. So what's so is, you know, your partner didn't put the dish in the sink, right? That's all that happened. But in your mind, your partner never appreciates you. You have to do all the work. You know, like that's what happens, (laughs) right? You start going. And really... What happened is your partner didn't put the dish in the sink, you know, didn't put their dish in the dishwasher this one time, you know, whatever. And it might be something, but you know what I mean? It's like that. Totally. And I think that when I had some of my biggest aha moments around this was when I realized like, A, how egotistical it is for me to make these assumptions that all these people are doing these things because of me. Like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah, they didn't put that dish in the sink because they're trying to make a statement and they are right. trying, <laughs> you know, and it's like, this is all about me. And I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> no, that wasn't what it was. And then the other one was the whole idea that, you know, I am creating it that way. So how, why why am I choosing to create it that this is a that it's bad like right yeah why wouldn't i just create it that it's like i don't know he was really into his television show and isn't that great that he was having such a good time and you yeah, know and really enjoying himself and he just forgot and it's okay no big deal you know right. oh my god but then yeah. you the bigger the story the longer it takes to have those aha moments and that's what yeah. i think i'm doing right now yeah and that's why it's such a great tool to be able to get that. If you can just keep remembering that, okay, is this really what happened or is this my story about what happened? Uh, because most of the time we're living in the story. And the story is designed usually by your small to keep your ego in check and to, you know, I mean, you know, keep yourself distracted. Right. And remind everybody what the small is so that... Yeah, and your small is what I call your ego, and it's the 911 responder that's always right there to tear you down or to freak you out or tell you why you can't do what you need to do or, 
you know, those kind of things rather than your higher self, which is more, you know, really what the part of you, it's more like your soul or your the part that's connected to all there is. Your small is your like your ego. That's I always say ego is a 911 responder because as soon as you have any kind of idea about something exciting to do, there's your ego to tell you all the reasons you can't do it. And you know what I used it for, I think, was I, I think I always used it as a navigation tool to try to figure out my world. So I would say things like, you know, that person is doing this thing or saying that thing. And then I would make up the story about why I thought that they were doing or saying that thing. Yeah. So I could just navigate how to respond to it. Right. And it was all, I was just making up a story. I didn't right. know what they were, so your why they were, were doing it. They were all made up, right? Right, exactly. And so the other thing that I got was when people are doing that now, and I'm confused about why they're doing it, I know now that I can just most of the time ask them. Right. You just get I can curious. Just, yeah. And I can go, you know what? I've noticed this and this and this, or you said this, this, and this. What's what's that about? So I can right. understand it, so I don't have to make up a story. Right. Because my story, 99% of the time, is wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> it's always, you know, it's yes. not just... Yeah, no, exactly. And you're coming, your response to them, it, like, you know, if your your response is all ego-driven, then you're responding from that place, and then they're going to respond back from that place. You know, they're going to respond to that energy or to that, mm -hmm. you know. And then nothing is possible. And the cool thing about when you, you're using your muscle, like getting curious and asking people about what's really going on, then there's something else possible. Yes. But as long as we have it... You know, and in that case, for example, going back to the story about your daughter, mm -hmm. right, um, you ended up, I mean, t let's talk about that. Like, how did that play out? Like, you gave up that that was ever, because mm -hmm. right then and there, you were like, holy crap, I'm making up this story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you gave it up. You were like, well, I don't, so then we don't know what's possible. Right. And she did end up coming home. Yeah. She came home for the summer, and then the next, and she did work and whatever, and she saved, you know, some money, and it was fine. Um, and then she went back the next semester and did move into her apartment and is working and is taking care of all of her stuff and going to school and she's got it all figured out. I just let, I let go of it Yeah. and let her do it. And you know, it was fine. She's yeah. doing great. Yeah. It was really great. a good thing for her and for us. Yeah. But yeah, I had built up that whole story about what I thought she needed to do and that wasn't what happened and it, what happened was the best thing for her. Right. Once I gave it yeah. up. Well, stories are all based on our preconceived notions of, of people and what, who, how we think they are. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Right? So, you know, again, like if you think you're, you know, if you have a, some story about your husband and him doing stuff just to piss you off, then that, then of course it makes it easy that that's why he put the dish, he didn't put the dish in the dishwasher. He's yes. doing it just to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The, the dish, the passive aggressive dish. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Well, and and we were just saying, I was, we were just talking to Jessica this morning about how now I'm so present to the fact that I'm making stuff up all the time that I stop myself all the time and and say to myself, you know, you're you're about to make up something. Yeah. You're about. To, I mean, Jay and I, Jay and I will. He'll ask me. You know what? What? How? How did this thing go? Or or what happened here? And I, and I always pause and I say, "Well, I'm just making this up." But and then we laugh about right. it, and Here's then I tell them, right? Then I tell them what I think happened, my made-up story, knowing that I'm making it up the whole time. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, it's been it's been super powerful for me because um 
yeah, we're making up a lot of stories. And then sitting with other people and listening to other people make up their stories. That's the thing, man. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really, really funny. funny. Yeah, and that's we were just talking about how you can um, get into, I don't know, metaphysical malpractice, if you want to call it yeah. that, or, you know, or just plain old being an asshole. Um, <laughs> By because when you get so grounded in the fact that we're making up stories all the time, then you hear other people making up stories all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can't say to them, you know, you're just making that shit up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you cannot say that. That does not work. No, people don't like not to be called out on that. <laughs> not conducive. Not conducive at all to good friendships. No. Although I do have to say that my the people in my life that can call me out on it are my favorite people. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, yeah. like. I agree exactly, with that. Exactly, yes. Yes, yes. I agree. Because there are certain people in my world that I can say, you know, you're just making it up. And we laugh, just like Jay and I yeah. do. We laugh, and then they go, yeah, you're right, that you can do that with, which is great. But there are some people that they're like, what? I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about the it's all made up. Either I find that there's just, they, there's two reactions. There's, oh, they get it immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the reaction of, oh, my gosh, I do make up everything. You really get it immediately. Or there's this resistance to, what do you mean? Uh -uh, it's the truth. Everything is the truth. Right. Everything the for truth. me is the truth. How can you say I'm making that up when that's the facts? Right. You know, they think it's the truth, you know? Yeah. Capital T, truth. Well, and I think we also, like... We're taught, I know that I was taught, I'm going to rewind. So like think about it in terms of hijack. And like the first thing that we're supposed to do is shut our mouths, right? And like not talk so that you can not spurt out all of this type of stuff. So what I think that I found myself doing is in hijack, I shut up. And now instead of spewing out all of the stuff that I would say, I, I walk away from it or I sit with it for a while. And that's when the story starts because I'm still oh, in yeah. hijack. And so oh, yeah. I like create all of these like fantastical stories and then yes. it's like, oh, well, you know, this and this and this and I've got, and then I've, you know, <laughs> and I, I, I'm good with the words so I can come up with yeah. some really big zingers off of those hijacks yeah. and then it's like, oh, wait, <laughs> I have no idea if that's really what just happened, but let's find out. But the funny thing too is it's not just people who are making it up. When you ask somebody like, hey, what did you mean by that? And they're like, what? You know, I mean, people are so taken aback by you actually like asking them, you know, like tell me what you are thinking versus like making assumptions and whatever. It's pretty funny to watch people like kind of stumble over themselves like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've done that too. I mean, I've, you know, I recently had a situation with a friend of mine where I, he, you know, he was, he was behaving in a way that I found really out of character, I guess, for him. And I thought, and I was making, and I realized I was making up this whole story about why I thought that he was doing that. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to ask him what's going on. I'm going to, and I just, and how I approached it was, I said, buddy, this is, I'm making up a story. I just told him about why I felt that you were behaving this way. Can we, can we try to get on the same page? Can you just tell me what's going on so that I can, you know, we can be on the same page and we can both feel okay with, about it, you know, and all of it. And uh, this story was, my story was totally different than <laughs> his version of this was going on. And it turned out to be not that big of a deal. I mean, he told me what was going on. I was like, oh, 
oh, that wasn't my story at all. I had you like running off the rails and I had all this bad stuff happening in your life and that's not what was occurring at all. Um, but he was really great about just going, you know, okay, yeah, here's, here's my truth. Here's what's really going on. Um, and was able to articulate that in a way where we could Mm -hmm. both feel, Mm -hmm. you know, like we both got it and understood it. And then we just let it go. We let it go. I didn't have to make up any, you know, I didn't have to make up another story around it or, or hang on to the story that I was already creating around it. I I could let that go. Yeah. Which was really a powerful, you know, exercise for me Mm -hmm. because, that was the point where I realized I can just ask, you know, and sometimes, like you said, Becca, sometimes they're like, I don't know why I said that, or I don't know why I did that. They haven't really, you know, wrapped their head around why they're doing things. And and then that gives them pause to maybe look at that a little more and then come back and talk about it. Right. Um, but yeah, the whole, the whole story thing. And, and the thing with me too, is I'm a storyteller. Me too. I love stories. Yeah. You know, yeah. I love stories. It's all a story. Yeah. Um, so you just have to pick the time when it's appropriate to tell the story. You know? right. I mean, what story well, are you telling? Well, what I say is, it's since all, all it's all made up. I mean, I put my glass down this way. Why did you do that? I don't. Let's make it up. Mm-hmm. Since it's all made up, that's when you want to make up something that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you do, don't make up stories and have you being a victim, have you being a martyr, have you powerless, because those aren't going to serve you. Since you got to make up stories, make up ones that serve you. And have you show up powerfully. That's what I try to do all the time. It's like, well, this thing happened, so I don't have any. I mean, that's all that there is, is this thing happened. Like, I didn't get this job. Mm -hmm. You know, we were talking about that with uh, manifesting. What happens when you've focused on something and then you don't get what you think you want to get? All that happened is you didn't get the job. What's right there to do, though, for humans, again, is to make up some story about that. And so I say make up the story that there's a better one coming, you know, or whatever. But mm-hmm. not that I'm not good enough. As humans, we have a tendency, I think, to go there. And it can be really fun to make up. A, it's fun to make up a powerful story yeah. around anything. I mean, Jay and I have, we have weird, bizarre things happen <laughs> to us when we're together. Like, we have just strange, like, weird things happen. And then we say, oh, what kind of meaning are we going to assign to this, mm-hmm. right? This strange thing. Yeah. And then we make up a really fun, positive story yeah. about it yeah, that yeah. we both feel good about, you know, like, oh, that was a fun story we just created about why this thing happened. And I mean, that's what I strive to do more often than creating the story of lesser than or from my small place or uh, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to me, what's fascinating about being human is being able to catch myself you know, still making up stories and being completely unconscious that I'm making up a story. Oh, gosh, yeah. Especially things that are those deep-seated things that have been with you forever. And it, it could be that, like, it's something that the story that you created was a story about, you know, your family member or whatever. But then when you see it start to show up in a friend or a coworker or whatever, and that kind of whatever reason it triggers that operating system and it goes, mm, I know that story already. You know, like I've already been there, done that. I can make up how this yeah. is going to end before we even start because I I know who you are. I know your type. <laughs> and then and then that story just, you, those poor people don't even have a chance. Oh, they don't have a chance. They're killed off before you ever get started. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to go back to the hijack thing too, Becca, because I think it's so powerful to make sure that we talk about that. Because when we're hijacked, that's coming from a survival place. It's like being a cornered cat. And when we're hijacked, we are in survival mode. 
and all of the stories that are spewing out of our head are coming from that survival mode place. So that's the the last place you last time you want to you know you don't want to you don't want to believe any of you don't want to believe that guy. <laughs> don't uh, don't believe that yammery, chattery, you know, fast talking, story making, uh, ego driven, crazy voice in your head when you're hijacked. It will not serve you at all. And I think the election is a great great. Uh, example of that we have a had a whole country of people that are hijacked or half a country that are people that are hijacked and they're making up stories and one of the things that i had happen last week was i found out that a good friend of mine voted for donald trump and we sat down and we talked about it and i came away from that meeting having to give up that every single person who voted for donald trump wants to see me in a concentration camp Yeah. Wow. That was your story? Not really. A little bit. I was going to say, just a little, little but it wasn't much. (laughs) I didn't know that. Hey, man, some people making up that shit, you know? I know. I mean, we're telling jokes like we can't wait to get our nationalist uniforms, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) They'll hand out the uniform that we all have to wear. Yeah. I mean, we're making that. That's my point, though, is that we can get to extreme. When fear is involved, the stories get bigger and more dramatic and more, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and there's so much blame too. I mean, you know, if you when you get hijacked and you're you're fighting for your survival, you're looking to protect yourself and yeah. you're making everybody wrong yeah. in your world. Yeah. You're tr- or you're you're trying to find somebody to make wrong, and all your energy is going toward them yeah. because you're so hijacked. Well, and I I mean I guess I've got a question for both of Absolutely. you around that. I mean for people who are sitting here listening, and I mean I know this about certain things where I hold on, I have had a harder time holding on to specific stories because. They are such a huge thing, and they are my truth. You gather evidence, right? So, like, I can give you 50 examples of why that story is true. And so it's really hard for people to sort of switch off of that. I mean, how do you deal with that part of it? I mean, how do you deal... Sometimes it's easy. It's, you know, not easy, but the switch off of for like your daughter, for example, like that wasn't something that was this deep seated belief in you forever. It was something that you were able to go, oh, yeah, you know, you can switch off of that a little bit Mm -hmm. easier. But some of these are big, huge T-R-U-T-A truth. You know, like I have so much evidence to show you why and they can just spew out. Give me example after example after example after example of why that story is true how do you how do you deal with those bigger how do you deal with those big ones the big truths that you've created that is a process to do i mean i certainly have people in my world that i have gathered a lot of evidence on and um i already know before they even react how i think that they're going to react and therefore they react the way that I expect them to react because I just keep creating it over and over and over again. And those those people in my world, I have tried to just view differently. I'm trying to view them differently. I'm trying to um, instead of trying to trying to figure them out, I just keep looking for things that feel good to me in the relationship with that person because I know if I look. At those things, I'm going to see more of those things, which is always what what happens. Because what we focus on always gets bigger. Right, right. But it's it's not easy to to fall back into that default of this person is this way, this person is this way. You know, um, sometimes it's a lot easier to just because you think you've got them figured out. Yeah. You know. 
Yeah. And you've created them this way and, you know, and you've, yeah. you, that's your truth about them. Yeah. Um, but I have been able to recreate relationships with people who I felt that way about. And yeah, and like my mother, for instance. And, you know, I had a whole big, you know, from this is your whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. You've created this mm-hmm. whole story about, about this person. And just starting to see things differently with her. And everything is starting to shift with our relationship. You know, she's showing me more of what I want to see and less mm. of what I don't want to see because I'm, I'm focused on that now. You know, I'm focused. I would on also that. assert that you're willing. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think that's where we start with the bridge and baby step affirmations. I mean, that's where this work really gets into it is the way to change this is that when you've got something that deep seated, number one, your reticular activating system has already zoned in on it and it is not letting you see anything but what you believe. So you have really got to be intentional about starting to shift that on purpose and starting to be willing. Like I, that's why we start with things like I'm willing, I'm open to seeing this person differently. I'm willing to have a different relationship with this person. And I would assert, and because, you know, we're friends and we've talked about this for a while, um, you know, in the beginning, you weren't that willing to, you know, you were right about mm-hmm. how your mom was. Mm-hmm. By God, that's how it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had all this evidence, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, we just got, and we talk a lot about um, being willing to see it differently or asking our higher self or the universe or whatever you want to, whatever you pray to, to help you to see it differently. I think that's for me. And that's what I've been praying for around the election is. I want to believe that the universe is always working for my good. So I want to know that this is the best thing for me no matter what and for us and for the world. And I can't see it. And so please help me to see it differently. And then what happens is something, somebody very close to me lands on my lap. Who's a Trump supporter. I was, and I could have been like, well, screw you and get out of my life, but I'm not that person. And I always, you know, am come to try to come to things open hearted and, you know, having to be able to sit down with that person and have a conversation, I can see that they have a completely different, I mean, literally, com- we could be watching the same thing and she would see something different than I see. And that's mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yeah, She's very committed to supporting me and loving me as a queer person. And, you know, like that, this just her vote for Trump right. had nothing to do with that. You know what I mean? Just... Right. There was no way, and she's a huge stand for, for me and my life, and, you know, so mm-hmm. those two don't go together, but I was very right about that, and I wanted to be open to seeing it differently. You were very right about how your mom was, mm-hmm. and you started to be willing to see it differently, and the next thing you know, she started showing up differently. But yeah. I think that some people are going to say, though, there are proof points. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to give Donald Trump as the example again here, because I think it's so relevant to most people. So he shows up, and he and he talks about you know, grabbing pussy. He's, he said those words, like those were something that he did. Like that's a, that's a truth, quote unquote, right? So how am I then making up a story about him being uh, a sexist, misogynistic, sexual predator, you know, because he's, he's proved himself. (laughs) No, that is the truth. You're right. He is. <laughs> okay, so I'm right on that one. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, 
Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think that, and I don't know because I, I, you know me, I don't watch the media. I just get it third hand from people. So um, it's hard for me to be able to speak to that exactly because I didn't hear him say those words. Um, but, or and, should I say, I've also heard recently, you know, I've been trying to be open to hearing the other side. And so I've been hearing women who have worked with him for years that say, you know, if he is that way, then so is the rest of the world because he's never done anything like that. You know, he's always been respectful towards me and he's always asked, thought of me as somebody who is powerful. And and from the, the person who voted for him, that's my friend, started telling me things about Hillary that I know aren't true, <laughs> at least in my world. Right. But they're her truth from some source, some media source. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm-hmm. I just think there's so much evidence for whatever truth you want to create to really get clear about what truth you want to create and keep focused on that. Let's take that away from the example, though, um, with that one, because I think that, again, people are this. I, I just think this is where it gets really hard and really kind of messy. You know, like people just when, when they say, I, you know, this has been proven to me. And I know that I have this problem. I mean, and I, I think that it's something that I've worked through and we've you guys can go back to what is it? Episode three, I think, episode three or four is when we talk about some of the things that there's some big old truth telling and things in there for me and stories that I was telling myself about family members and that, you know, you hear and you get proven and you get proven and you get proven. But I think too, one of the things that you told me was and create how you create it, you know, so if you set it up in that way where it's, you know, your expectation of people is what they are going to keep showing you. And so I helped create that monster. Now, is it something that is also his responsibility or their responsibility to be a good person or or not be a good person or whatever it is? That's where I think the people struggle is like, well, how is it my fault that this person's a bad person? Yeah. And I wouldn't say it's anybody's fault ever that somebody's a bad person. And I wouldn't even say that you created them bad. What I'm saying is that when we listen to somebody a particular way, that's how they show up for us. And we don't have any choice in that because that's what we believe about them. So that's what's going to show. We aren't. We wouldn't be able to see anything else. And I wouldn't say that, like, let's say there's somebody in your life that is not kind. If that person is not kind and you need to set a boundary and don't want to be around them, then do that. I mean, I, I don't think that you should hang out with people who are not kind. And I know that when you listen to somebody as though you know who they are and that's all you ever believe about them, you really will miss seeing them doing anything kind. Like you won't see it. It's just part of the reticular activating system will not allow your brain to take that in. And it's the same way if you only see that person as kind. Yes. You will miss anything that is unkind. Right. Or you will dismiss it. You'll go, oh, that was just a weak moment. I just, I still love them. Right. Oh, gosh, that's a huge That one right there. Bing, bing, bing. You know what? I love you, Rhonda, because we just, we always talk about this in a negative way, right? But there's a whole other stories that you can you can be creating that yeah. puts your yeah. life in this rosy peachy like <laughs> light, and it might not be real. Yeah. You know, I mean, like there's a, there, everybody not only people but situations in life. Everybody has ups and downs and swings and whatever, and realities of life. Um, I think that we end up talking about things in this, you know, and because those are seem bigger and harder to deal with when we talk about think about it but the stories that we create negatively but there are also positive 
stories that we can create that might also be not 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. People can stay way overdoing relationships because they've got themselves convinced so much that this is the the one for them, you know, and mm-hmm. yet they're taking crap after crap after crap from this person, you know, and not that I'm not a huge stand to transform relationships, but, you know, some are just overdue. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, sometimes <laughs> they're moldy. You need to throw them out. Seriously, you got to move on if you're, you know, going to grow in a healthy, powerful, positive way. And I think that we get sometimes trained in our brain that it's going to go a particular way and we hold on like a dog with a bone and it can be really unhealthy for us. So yeah, yeah, I agree. So bottom line, it's all made up. <laughs> made up. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Very little is what actually happened. And the rest of it's our, most of it's our story about what happened. And I think we, I think we all need shirts. That's yes. what I was going to say is that we're going to do our, in 2017, we'll find a way to make uh, available shirts that say it's all made up for people. Yeah, when when uh, my husband and I had the It's All Made Up t-shirt made for Jay for his birthday, uh, we said when we picked it up, this is the first of thousands mm-hmm. of shirts. We affirmed that when nice. we made it because we think everybody should have a shirt that says it's all made up yeah. to remind them that they're making it up, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, and I tell you what, when I wear that shirt out in public, it's really interesting the reactions I get from people. And but it, it, it's overwhelmingly people going, oh yeah, it's all made up, man. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love it when people get that they're making it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love Pretty that. Amazing. Well, thanks for being here, Rhonda. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't talk a lot about you other stuff doing the work, Becca. You want to have your final question? Sure, sure. Well, every time we have somebody on, I ask the question. Um, if you could give somebody a piece of advice or one thing that they should do or something that helps you stay in the work, what would that be? Oh, gosh. Um, surround yourself with people who are doing the work, for sure. That has been the biggest thing for me. I mean, I going to Spiritual Entrepreneurs has been big. I have another group that I, I go to on Sunday. Um, staying in the conversation is always, always helpful. Um, yeah, that's the big one for me, for sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so true. You got to have your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I get to acknowledge you. So, oh. yeah. So um, it's different because I'm not usually sitting right next to the person I'm acknowledging. <laughs> yeah, I get to see his face. So, Rhonda, I want to acknowledge and appreciate you for uh, being someone who is always doing the work and more importantly that the that you are somebody who does the work and does your work so that you can bring joy to the world because you I know that you have a powerful commitment to joy and fun and that this lifetime be a joyous experience for you and people around you and you really make a difference with that like you really bring joy into Aww. people's lives and into mine. Aww. Obviously, we have a lot of laughs. We together. do. We and, do. Um, and I love you very much, and I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I love you, too. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. We'll, ha- we'll have to have you back in maybe a time where we can do some more coaching or just another fun topic. Um, we run out of time so quick. So thank you so much for joining us, Rhonda. And as always, uh, come and meet us in the Facebook group. Come and chat. Come and talk. I'm going to try to be spending some more time in there. We're putting together our goals for 2017. And one of my goals is to, to be more involved in the group. So 
come and tell us what you're doing around things that you've made up. Tell us your story of things that you've made up um, that have made a big difference once you've been able to let go of that story. Um, And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye, Bye, Jay. Bye, Rhonda. Thanks. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We hope that you got a little slice of practical transformation that you can use in your personal and business life. And here's what we want to leave you with. Whether you are just starting on this journey of practical transformation and just starting with baby step affirmations just to focus you in a direction of loving yourself, or whether you've been doing this work for a long time and you can literally say, I am thrilled with the path my life is on, wherever you are, whatever you're dealing with right now, you're right where you're supposed to be. The thing that's in front of you is the thing that's going to have you at your most powerful once you accomplish it. And what I know and what we know is if you're willing to take baby steps with progress, not perfection, and just staying on that horse, you're going to get there. And we're going to get there with you. So thanks for being with us. Now, don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Let us know what you think. And reach us at info at doing, uh, sorry, info at jayandbecca.com. And that will let us know if you have any topics you want us to cover or anybody you want us to interview. Maybe you. You can reach us at our Facebook page too, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. So um, that's just facebook.com slash jayandbecca. All right. We'll see you around next time. Bye, guys.